Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, at Managing Editor at FightfulWrestling.com. Go over there, get all your wrestling news. Andrew Thompson has been all over it today. Make sure you guys give him a follow on Twitter as well. Jeremy Lambert uh, helped out with some of the news coming out of this uh, Impact Wrestling show. We had Ryan Cook covering the show as it happened. But uh, my live blog up on FightfulSelect.com. This show is brought to you uh, ad-read-free by FightfulSelect.com. That is our premium service. If you like Impact Wrestling, we covered that every single weekend on the Weekender Podcast. Also, NWA, Ring of Honor, Independent Wrestling, lots of cool stuff. Uh, we do that every single week on the Weekender. And then uh, every Wednesday night, Mr. Warren Hayes covers NXT, UK, and 205 Live. Lots of neat non-WWE stuff over at FightfulSelect.com. So make sure you guys check that out. As a matter of fact, our we do a or we have a retro review preview that is up for free. All you got to do is search uh, Slammiversary or not Slammiversary TNA Unbreakable 2005 retro review will be the one that comes up. Nice little preview of our service. But while you're here, leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. It would mean a lot to me. We're talking Impact Wrestling Rebellion. Thought it was a fun show. We're talking Crockett Cup. Thought that was an outstanding show. But let's get into it. My live blog was up at Fightful Select, but I'm going to read uh, the notes from it as we go along. Ace Austin defeated Petey Williams, Eddie Edwards, Cousin Jake, Jake Crist, and Aiden Pierce. Uh, the first thing that I noticed out of this match was that Impact had their or their ring mic'd real loud. I mean, every step was loud. And I saw some people on Twitter, they were like, well, what does that matter? What does that matter? Well, at least as far as I was taught in, in when I was learning how to wrestle, is that especially if you have a loud ring, which is usually just a problem with cheaper plywood rings uh, as opposed to, to lumber rings, but you want the sound, the crashing sound associated with pain. You want that associated with taking a bump. You want that associated with something that you work for. You don't want it associated with bouncing up and down and, uh, stomping and clapping and all that stuff. You, you don't want that. 
So when that ring was so loud early on, and it seemed like it got better because I didn't notice it, and it was you couldn't ignore it the first two matches. That was very distracting. Uh, Petey Williams got a nice pop for his entrance and the sharpshooter. They were in Toronto. Uh, this match was very true to the spirit of the X Division. I just couldn't get past how loud the ring was. It took away from the bumps, and it was just really loud. Ace Austin was the star of this match, and he is, man, he has made a great impression on me over the last month, even for that WrestleMania weekend show. Uh, I really, really like uh, Ace Austin. Man, this guy is good. Um, 22 years old, about 5'9", 174-ish, I think, so he's perfect for that X division. But he also does some stuff with MLW. I know. I know he had a middleweight title match with with Teddy Hart and has worked an awful lot for Impact since gosh, I want to say February, but he did some spots before that. I know he's a rock star pro regular up in Ohio, a state a state above me. He's one that I've got my eye on big time, man, because I, I don't want to say he came out of nowhere because he, he, that's not the case. He's been wrestling, I'm pretty sure, since like 2015. But I really like this guy. He's young. He's got a ton of upside. The gimmick is yeah, it's different, and I like that. The, the, the magic deal, I, I like it. Uh, he stole the win on Petey Williams after Petey Williams hit a Canadian Destroyer. So what I like is you didn't have somebody kick out of the Canadian Destroyer, but you could hit it in Canada without that guy getting the win. I like that. This this match, like I said, did live up to the spirit of the X Division. Eddie Edwards being in this match, the opening match, almost a throwaway. That's interesting, but uh, that's okay. It added a little bit of star power to it. I'm not, I'm not uh, too far beyond that. That to do that, uh, really like this. This was fun. It, it wasn't like a great match. It was a little too quick for me, but it, it was okay. Scarlett Bordeaux and Rohit Raju was not, and the Desi Hit Squad doesn't work. And a lot of that's Gama Singh. Man, Gama Singh is not good. He has been terrible. Since they brought him in. He doesn't cut promos good. He's not good with whatever he he does outside the ring. He's not a good manager. The best thing of, of Gama Singh that I have seen was the match that he worked. That wasn't bad. He's like 200 years old. And he was working better than uh, and stiffer than a lot of people. Scarlett uh, is stiffing Rohit pretty hard. And I'm sure that Rohit told her to. And it ended up with uh, her hitting Raj with the baseball slide. It seemed a little bit weird that Rohit had to cheat just to gain the advantage. Scarlet spit on him after a suplex. A tilt-a-whirl crossface is applied by Scarlet, and it's not a good one. Her German isn't either. But she does this really good spot to the other members of the Desi Hit Squad uh, from the top rope all the way down to the floor. That was a winner. That was a great spot. Uh, she pinned Rohit after this. Uh, for better or for worse, Scarlet is Impact Sable. And when I say that, she's a much better worker than Sable ever dreamed of being. She's better on the mic than Sable ever dreamed of being. But she is a star for this company. Now, when I say a star, you're going to have those doofs that are like, oh, my God, it's Impact. Nobody's a star. Well, yeah, that's true. But for them, she is a star. And for them, she's one of their most over characters, for better or for worse. And I was saying it a few months ago, man, she's worked. Like they tried to shoehorn her as a heel for a little bit, but it just wasn't working because in those original vignettes, she wasn't doing anything necessarily heelish. She was using her physicality and her sex appeal, but 
I mean, she wasn't being heelish with it necessarily. I like Scarlett. This match just wasn't good. The next match was, though, oh boy. Let me see how long this one went. This was a really fun six-man tag. It went nine minutes, 30 seconds. I said on Twitter, you're not going to find a lot of 10-minute six-man tag matches that are better than this match. Moose and the North defeated the Rascals. If you're unfamiliar with the North, it's Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. I love them as a team. It makes sense. They work together. They have experience together. Josh Alexander looks like a million bucks. Whoo, boy, this was good. It's really cool. The Rascals, I love the build of this. The Rascals, uh, Xavier got a win over Moose. Moose, a big name in Impact Wrestling. Uh, that, and, and the thing is with Moose is I perceive him as a main event guy. I perceive him as a top guy, even though he's been perennially just overlooked as champion, which is weird because I think he does better than any champion that Impact has had since Lashley. Maybe Eli Drake. I think that uh, Moose would do better than any of them. Cage, Impact, Aries, even Pentagon for that brief period. Oh, that was a good win. It didn't last long. I think that Moose would have been their best champ since Lashley in 2017. But this, him getting one-upped by the Rascals and then having to resort to using the North to help him, that's a good look. And Moose played it off so well. And the thing is, he's twice the size of these guys, hangs with them in the athleticism department. It was awesome. Awesome. There's uh, Moose's dropkick that sort of put Xavier into an inverted tree of woe. Xavier missed a spin kick on Alexander by a mile. That looked bad, but uh, Paige hits a tilt-a-whirl flapjack that just looked great. There was a great series where Dez hit an assisted cutter, uh, traded a springboard Rana, then Wentz launched an assisted moonsault. It was pandemonium. Uh, Dez does this insane cannonball senton onto the pile, off the ramp, off the back of Josh Alexander. Whoo! That was good. <laughs> flip after flip on Alexander, but Paige bailed him out. He powerbombed Dez onto the pinfall. This finish was great. Uh, the North do a burning hammer into a spine buster. One man has, has uh, I think it's Dez up for the burning hammer, tosses him over to Ethan Page, who hit a spine buster. They hold up Dez, and he finish, and Moose finishes off with the spear, the no-jack hammer needed. This rules. Thomas, or Thomas Daweed says, the Rascals are a little too comedic, though. It doesn't matter. If they can get it done in the ring, who cares how they act outside of the ring? There's been a lot of people that say that about Kofi Kingston. I don't care. Just because someone is lighthearted outside the ring doesn't mean they can't go inside the ring. Doesn't have one thing to do with the other. Daniel Cormier dances around in an ice cream video half naked, and he destroys everybody, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Knockouts Championship. Taya defeated Jordan Grace. This almost hit my recommended viewing on my match ratings, but... There were a couple spots that I just didn't like, but these women look like stars, 
and grass is green in Impact Wrestling. No surprise. There's a lot of cat and mouse. Uh, Jordan Grace does a nice electric chair under the apron. Taya, my my qualm with her, I'll say this. Taya's gas tank might be too good. <laughs> how How can I put this in a way that makes sense? Taya was fresh as a daisy after this match. She has some insane cardio. She didn't look like she was even breathing heavy, let alone sweating after this match. So when she gets a few minutes in, it didn't necessarily seem like there was a sense of urgency on her face. And some of that is her gas tank. Now, I'm not going to say her gas tank is too good. But <laughs> but um, she didn't seem like she was stressing at all to get this win out of Jordan Grace. Taya really beats down Jordan, works over the arm, falls victim to the old Bam Bam Bomb. There's a Michinoku driver that almost got tragic. Uh, fortunately, Taya was okay, but uh, Jordan almost dropped Taya on her head. Don Callis did a great job. He blamed it on the arm injury. Good, smart. Taya kicks out of a muscle buster, and the crowd had uh, bought that as a finish. There was pin, 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 a lot of uh, transitions here. And one of them was sloppy. Jordan had to kind of just sit there on her ass waiting to get kneed in the face. The selling from Jordan Grace was incredible, though. Uh, Taya hit a really great road to Valhalla for the win. Solid, solid. Taya keeps getting better. She does. There were a couple things that I didn't like in this match, but still good. I mean, I would watch it again. Jordan's great. Tess is really good. Something didn't ju- just didn't connect for me. Hard to put my finger on it, but this Impact Wrestling's women, Wrestling Women's Division is on fire. I love it. I, I'm going to say it every single time I need to. Impact Wrestling should build their company around the women's division. They should not build their company on being ECW light or Lucha Underground light. They should build it around their supremely talented women's division. And when I say that, I mean Taya. I mean Jordan Grace. I mean Tessa Blanchard. I mean Gail Kim. I mean Kiara Hogan. To some degree, I mean Rosemary, if they can get her out of that stupid underworld horse shit that they do that is just so bad. They have something that Ring of Honor would die to have the women that they have. And oh, by the way, Tennille Dashwood's out on the market. You never know where she's going to end up. If you've got five or six women like that, man, and they got they still got Madison Rain wasn't even on this show. They have a really, really good uh, women's division. Somebody in the chat, Gail Kim is not wrestling again. Uh, yeah, okay, buddy. I bet she's not going to wrestle again, ever. Never, ever. Sure, she's going to sit out forever after her performance tonight. Impact Wrestling X Division Championship, OVE Rules. Rich Swan defeated Sammy Callahan. I'm a little torn on the build on this one. A well-known wrestler messaged me and said, why wouldn't Rich just stab Sammy here? Because that's what would happen if he talked about his dead mother and father. Yep. Yep. 
Swan Staples, Sammy. And uh, there's a great exploder suplex onto the chair from Sammy Callahan. It looked like a million bucks. It looked so good. Just impactful. Really just folded that thing up. I could do without the the shots of the head, even with a, a cookie sheet. Gross spot. Oh, my God. Sammy spits on Rich Swan. Swan wipes off his face and eats it. Oh, I almost vomited. Swan does a cutter to the ramp. That got the crowd going. Callahan then did a pile driver onto a bridge guardrail. But Impact does a replay during the pin. Ugh. Legos are brought out. And you know what? Everybody knows what it's like to step on a Lego. It's not like something you have to sell. And every time, you don't have to say it. You don't have to say, have you ever stepped on one of those? Guy in the chat's trying to convince me that Gail Kim's not going to wrestle again. That's neat. That's neat. I'm sure she did say that. Doesn't doesn't mean that she's not going to wrestle anymore. Callahan pleads with Swan and says that he loves him, but Swan tears him to shreds with barbed wire, retains the title via submission. This was this was good, but I think if you have this, you don't need the main event. You don't need it how it is. I know that they fell in love with this stuff after Slammiversary last year. But I don't think that you needed it. I, I don't think you needed it. I mean, I don't think you needed two of them, rather. And uh, <laughs> when when you have two of these types of matches, a lot of what you see earlier gets negated and maybe later, too. J- just an observation. Let's talk about... Uh, Man, I I, I want to say my match of the night, but I, I had the six-man tag rate, rated higher. But the story of this match was so good. The build-up to this, Tessa Blanchard, Gail Kim match was incredible. Gail Kim, a road agent for Impact Wrestling, was trying to get Tessa Blanchard's respect. And they're playing off of a lot of the stuff. A lot of the stuff that, that uh, relates to the, the story I had heard, uh, if you didn't see, I had been asked a question on a Q&A show. Well, why isn't, well, what's Tessa's contract status? Why didn't she sign with WWE? I recited a story that had went around and I had heard that Tessa got kicked out of the PC for making a scene. Well, I had heard that via someone uh, on Twitter who later corrected it, but I didn't see that. Uh, I actually spoke to Tessa about it, and she was like, oh, as cool as that would have been, uh, I'm sure that would have been a neat story. That didn't happen. So uh, kind of playing off of that, playing off of the the constant rumors of disrespect from Tessa Blanchard. And it worked, man. Tessa Blanchard builds the hell out of this stuff. She is a superstar. I don't know. Like, to me... Becky Lynch is a great character. She's phenomenal. But to me, when I think, man, that person looks, acts, walks, talks like a winner, I think Tessa Blanchard and Charlotte Flair. Maybe because of their lineage. Maybe because they're brought up that way. I don't know. Uh, Becky does too, but there's a little bit of her trying to convince herself as well as us. Tessa just screams out winner to me. 
I think that Tessa Blanchard may be the best overall female performer uh, in North America. And she's up there regardless of gender in North America, too. Because there are so many people that have been 50-50 to death in WWE and been 50-50 to death everywhere else. And the thing is, even if Tessa was 50-50 to death, she would carry herself like she never lost a match and that like everything mattered. If you want to know why I like Tessa Blanchard so much, it's because she always looks like she is trying to win in her wrestling matches. She always looks like the thing that she cares about the most is beating the other person. Not necessarily doing cool moves, but she does them. The thing that's most important to her is winning the wrestling match that she's in. For better or for worse. She, I mean, this, this woman is, uh, I don't want to say single-handedly, she is largely responsible for the cult following that, that WoW has. Tessa Blanchard is beyond special. Tessa Blanchard, I can't say a generational talent because there are so many good women's wrestlers right now. And I don't know that many of them have got the chance to show the chops that Tessa has because Impact recognizes what they have in Tessa Blanchard. And then they're, they, they're letting her run with it. A lot of women in WWE don't get that opportunity. Tessa Blanchard's making the best of it. She cannot be denied. She is so good. And you know who else is so good? Gail freaking Kim. This seemed like the opponent Gail Kim waited her whole life for. In the situation she waited her whole life for. Hometown crowd. Amazing. Amazing. They're working at a really brisk pace. Good sense of urgency. Gail Kim got folded with that code breaker. They started out with some flying head scissors. Gail Kim did not miss a step. She was not a half step behind. She, you know, she wasn't slow. She wasn't sloppy. None of that stuff. She looked phenomenal physically in the ring, everything like that. She, she did great. Hadn't wrestled since last February, I think. And before that, I don't think it had been since December. So she had had one match in about 16 months. First match in about 14 months, 15 months. Tessa trash talks Gail's husband at ringside. They were really laying it in. Tessa countered this running head scissors with the Tilt-A-Whirl backbreaker that looked great. Gail Kim hit eat defeat out of a reversal, but Gail, or but Tessa kicked out. They're up on the second rope, and Kim has a dragon sleeper applied, but Tessa bit Kim's arm, does a press slam. Tessa did a magnum, which is a jumping code breaker, three quarters of the way across the ring. Crowd bought it as the finish, but Gail Kim, kick, Kim kicked out, and uh, Tessa rolled through and did a modified Cobra Clutch crossface. It went 13 minutes, as Joseph Boza pointed out, but this I think this was to establish that Cobra Clutch, and it's a good way to do it. Hell of a way to do it. What an awesome match this was. How can, how, how can I say it? A couple of winners in this. The way they carry themselves, the way they work, the way they act, the way they performed in the ring. Man, this was good. This is a way different match than the, uh, the six-man tag. 
And, you know, I did reserve my my right to to change the rating on it, and I did. I bumped up the Tessa Blanchard and Gail Kim match a little bit. And uh, it landed, it ended up landing at the same spot as the six-man tag. They were completely different, but, man, amazing. Tessa goes to talk to Tully Blanchard, who had shown up before and said that he wasn't going to miss this match. He's told something, or she's told something by Tully, and Tessa goes in and shakes Gail's hand. And even the way that she does that is convincing. Tears in her eyes, crying. I don't know if she was really crying, but I believed it. They were... This was a passing of the torch for Impact Wrestling. The greatest woman in Impact Wrestling history, arguably, passing it on to the woman who could be. I do not see a legit reason why the women in Impact shouldn't be headlining most of their pay-per-view shows at this point. Because it sure isn't because of the Impact Wrestling Championship. Oh boy, was this more overbooked horse shit. As is tradition with this title. Impact Wrestling has rendered their world championship so meaningless. Non-stop. Overbooked horseshit. By the way, I get it, guy in the chat. You think it's Gail's last match. You've mentioned it seven times. <laughs> I think she's going to wrestle again. This Impact Wrestling World Championship match was so bad. And the booking was so bad. Holy cow. This was garbage. So I was in, just full disclosure, during nights like this, pay-per-view nights, uh, I'm in a live chat with the two guys that helped me basically run the site. Andrew Thompson, Jeremy Lambert, go follow them. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. And I said before, I was like, man, I'm not that interested in seeing Johnny Impact do some unnecessarily athletic thing that doesn't make sense and Cage get blown up five minutes in. I'm not interested in that. That's what happened. And uh, yeah, it got it got a round of booze in our chat from, between Andrew, uh, myself, and Jeremy even. This match was so bad. Cage looked like he got hurt off an apron spot. He was dragging ass, man. I don't know what happened to him. I hope he's okay. But, uh, boy, this was easily worst match of the night for me. They're talking a whole lot, probably because they had to call an audible. That's just my my hunch. But there's this weird, like, springboard into the ring. Impact starts on the outside, slingshots in, so he can hit the second rope and spear Cage. I'm like, why didn't you just do that in the ring, man? 
Didn't make any sense. This finish. Impact hits Cage with the belt. Lance Storm saw it. He was looking right at it. But they mistimed the spot where he got pulled out. So what Johnny does is kick him again. Okay. Cage thinks that Taya hits him with the belt. So he power bombs her. Johnny Bravo, the crooked ref, who has been on Impact's side the whole time, comes in and tries to count the pin off a starship pain that... That starship pain was closer to hitting me than it was Brian Cage. And let me tell you, I'm not going to be in Canada for like another three months. Came closer to hitting me. Okay. Two count. Lance Storm super kicks the second ref. Woof. Cage hits a miserable drill claw for the win. This was bad, man. There has been this revolving door at the top. And it's always just whatever new guy comes into impact. Peppered in with a little bit of Eddie Edwards and Moose. But it's not good, man. Your last champions are Brian Cage, who got a giant push right to the title. Johnny Impact pushed straight towards the title. Austin Aries came in, pushed straight towards the title. Alberto El Patron pushed straight towards the title. The only guy who didn't have that, really, was Eli Drake. And boy, the way that that has unfolded. Boy, do I, I'll have a story on you guys on Select uh, pretty soon for that one. That is a story and a half. By the way, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's the most direct way to support us. Impact Wrestling reviews every week. Ring of Honor reviews. NXT 205 Live. Lots of exclusives. Go check out FightfulSelect.com so I don't have to plug it. Michael Elgin comes out. He gets a positive reaction. He is a Canadian. He power bombs Cage. And if Cage is still hurt taking that power bomb, man, there are going to be a lot of people who feel some kind of way about Michael Elgin being here. He left New Japan. He's had some controversy of late. I'm not going to touch on the validity or anything like that because, I mean, there's an awful lot to look into. Regardless of how you feel about Michael Elgin and the stuff that's going on surrounding him, I encourage you to just dive into it on your own because nothing that I say will be able to do it justice or or paint your opinion of him. Killer Cross wasn't at this show, but I think Killer Cross is very special for Impact. And I assume if he's not there tonight, he's probably not going to be there for the tapings. That's my assumption. You got to get him involved in that show. Impact Tag Team Championships, Full Metal Mayhem, LAX defeated Lucha Brothers to become the champions. LAX are among the best tag teams in company history. Somebody says, Elgin hasn't done shit of shit for me. He is a spinoff of Ryback. Joseph, my man, I like you, but that is a take I have never heard. Elgin is a far better wrestler than Ryback. I have no idea where that came from. Elgin was around way before Ryback. Wow. LAX attacked the Lucha Brothers, but the Lucha Brothers hit suicide sentons through tables. There's this crazy coup de gras hanging stunner combo on Phoenix through chairs. 
that spot really should have been broken up instead of kicked out of, I thought. They all sit in chairs and trade punches, but it ends in LAX throwing chairs at their heads, but everybody falls down. The Lucha Brothers hit Fear Factory through chairs, but Santana kicked out at two. This buried an awful lot of moves in my estimation. There was a very, very, very scary spot. It was supposed to be a a Spanish fly off the top rope, the middle of the ropes, off a rope walk, through a table. Phoenix's foot got snagged and he didn't go across, so it ended up being a very violent belly-to-belly superplex off of a rope walk. I hope Phoenix is doing okay. My God, that was nasty looking. Hope he's all right. Josh Matthews telegraphs another non-finish. He's got to stop that. This time it's with the Pentagon driver through the chair. Thumbtacks are pulled out. They're put on a table. Santana and Pentagon are on the ladder. Santana stabs Pentagon with a fork, and it looks like Santana was supposed to hit the blockbuster with the powerbomb, but Ortiz just powerbombs Pentagon through a table, got the win, and Impact's production team almost missed the finish. Oh, come on. Why Why do you move the camera at that point? Why? Had to be a slippery finger. That probably would have pushed it up like a quarter of a point on my ratings if I would have actually seen the finish. Come on, bro. Come on, man. Overall, I thought this was a pretty decent show. The people that needed to win won. The people that might not be around there soon didn't win. I would like to see uh, Impact reward uh, a few more people that were long-term instead of the, the flavor of the week. But, yeah. I, I was I was okay with this show. This wasn't a tough watch. This was a good watch. I, I liked it. There now you could have pulled a couple matches out of here, and it would have been an outstanding watch. You want me to tell you what an outstanding watch was? It was that NWA World's Championship match at Crockett Cup. Holy crap! There was a lot I liked about Crockett Cup. Now. There was a wild card battle royal. Royce Isaacs and Tom Latimer won it to uh, get uh, the the last spot. If you don't know who Tom Latimer is, it's the former uh, former uh, Bram rather. The boys were in it. Jay and Josephus. I like that they integrate him. Made sense. Flip Gordon and Bandito against <laughs> Stuka Junior and Guerrero Maya Junior. This was bonkers. This was a lucha spectacular. And a great way to establish Gordon and Bandito, even if they're going to be a temporary team. This was a good one, man. Flip Gordon looks like a million bucks. That guy got in some kind of shape. This was a fun show. Flip ended up hitting with a hitting a variation of the F5 for the pin. Uh the look of the show was so cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see if I can pull it up for you guys and show you on my Twitter. But it was super neat, man. Just the way they had this set up. Yeah, I can. They had the old NWA look. Now, 
As a youngster, I didn't like it. I thought it looked too Southern. I thought it looked too regional. I didn't think it looked good. But, hot damn, for this, it works. It's really great. I mean, the Crockett Cup is all about nostalgia, so why not? The War Kings versus Isaacs and Latimer. So the War Kings is Jax, Dane, and Crimson, who came in with this big push. I thought for sure they were going to be in uh, the finals. And I thought that they were going to get this monster push. I mean, they've been out there with the Road Warriors and and all this stuff. And uh, let me let me look down the history of the War Kings. Like, for example, they won on uh, Impact Wrestling and OVW's One Night Only. Uh, they, they did lose at a recent OVW show, but they teamed together quite a bit. Like, over the last year, they've teamed together, like, I think 30-plus times. But they've been on OBW TV. They've been on NWA where they beat Crazy Steve and Shannon Moore and that that uh, domination dominating uh, match. They won the the qualifier over Caleb Conley and Jay Bradley. Uh, they were on Explosion where they actually beat Bram and Caleb Conley earlier this year. So I thought they were going to get the uh, the big push here. Uh uh-uh. uh, Isaacs and Latimer. Well, Bram got the win. Now Bram's got a lot of personal shit, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of hangups when you're booking Bram, and a lot of people didn't like that. But man, from a character standpoint, he's very good. He can cut a good promo. He can go in the ring a bit. But it's just all that outside the ring stuff that you got to worry about. Somebody in the live chat says, how often do you do these? Every Monday after Raw, every Tuesday after SmackDown, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, after every single pay-per-view, Impact, Ring of Honor, uh, we do recaps for New Japan. Over on Fightful Select, our premium service, every Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Every Wednesday, I do a Fightful Report podcast. Every other week, a Q&A show. Every weekend, the weekender. We have about six, seven shows a week here on Fightful. The Crockett Cup tournament continued. The Briscoes beat the Rock and Roll Express. The novelty is over. It was nice to see. This is the last time I need to see Rock and Roll Express in this nostalgia role, but it was fine. For this, it made sense. It's the Crockett Cup. Made a lot of sense to do this. Briscoes whipped their asses. (laughs) Robert Gibson has some really uh, really good working punches. I enjoyed this from from that perspective. It was a good way to get Rock and Roll Express on TV. The Briscoes needed to win. They needed to win convincingly. They did. I didn't need to see Ricky Morton busted wide open. Villain Enterprises against Brody King. Or or that is Brody King and PCO against Nagata and Kojima. I like this. When Dave Lagana of the NWA uh, told me of his original plan, he wanted to have a team. From every promotion, he wanted to have New Japan, AAA, Ring of Honor, uh, WWE, NXT, all that stuff. So he got some. He got New Japan. He got Ring of Honor. He got NWA. He got a lot of different people. Pretty cool. This was a fun match. They beat the crap out of each other. Bill and Enterprises ended up winning. Uh, Jeremy Lambert, uh, our, our one of our great writers at Fightful.com, was there getting interviews with everybody. Uh, so keep your eye on that. He talked to Kojima, and we're like, man, that's awesome. And he told us that Kojima and, Te- Kojima and, uh, and Nagata were like excited 
to get to meet Rock and Roll Express. How cool is that? That's pretty awesome. Oh, Medusa, this promo. It was bad. Jazz had to vacate the title, and they brought it. I'm not a fan of the NWA Women's Championship they got. It was tiny, man. looked like a toy. Allison Kay is a big girl. I mean that in height, not in, like, weight. And when she held that title, it looked like it looked like a plastic toy. I get it though. That's what they're trying to keep up that that vintage theme. Allison Kay and Santana Garrett, pretty solid match. Allison ended up picking up the win with a discus lariat. She is your new NWA uh, World Women Champion. I hate that Jazz couldn't drop the title or defend the title. I don't know what happened specifically. But, I mean, this is the woman who had held the title since 2016. It would have been nice if she could have dropped it. And uh, I'm excited to see what Dave Lagana does with this because you do have some interesting names who have been NWA Women's Champions. Uh, Jazz, Santana Garrett, Barbie Hayden, who's just kind of coming into her own. But you've got Mischief. You've got uh, Awesome Kong. got Leilani Kai. Malia Hosaka. Debbie Combs. Even Moolah, I don't know if you want to touch that. June Byers. There's stories you can tell, man. Uh, Mildred Burke, allegedly. It's a little foggy there. Really like the stories to be told there. As far as uh, Allison Kay, there was some of her work in Impact I, I wasn't too too fond of. Uh, she would kind of like softball in some strikes, but I've heard I've based on this match doesn't seem to be happening anymore. We'll see how it goes. Uh, she is a well-known name. She has like a great presence about her. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Isaacs and Latimer, uh, defeated Flip Gordon and Bandito. A lot of people weren't too happy about this. Tom rolls flip up while holding the tights to advance the finals. They were clearly established as the heels. Villain Enterprises uh, beat the Briscoes via disqualification. This finish, uh, such a good, fun match. But this finish, I don't know. I I like this being the semifinals. It probably should have been the finals, though. But I understand you want a different team in there. And they, they did make Latimer and Isaacs on this show. Willie Mack versus Colt Cabana. I was told um, I was told today that Willie Mack has something coming up. I don't know what that means. I have no clue what that means. I joked in, in the chat with Andrew and Jeremy that that could mean him getting signed by somebody or it could mean his legs getting amputated for all I know. I was just told that there was a reason that he dropped the title, the NWA National Championship. Uh, Colt Cabana wins it. I'm okay with this. You've got a former heavyweight champion holding the national championship. Willie Mack can go, man. If it means that he's getting a a run at the heavyweight championship, God, I'd I'd love that. This is another one of those things. I want to see them tell the stories. I want to see them uh, talk about some of these former champions. Now, they haven't had a champion that's been – Worth a damn in a long time, but you do have like the Steve Stevie Richards, Doug Gilbert, Tully Blanchard, Dusty Rhodes, 
uh, Buddy Landell even briefly, Ted DiBiase, Brad Armstrong in his early days, Tommy Rich, Buzz Sawyer, Bill Eady, Jack Briscoe. There's stories to be told about this too. Somebody says, Colt isn't happening. Stop trying to make him happen. Uh, he's already happened, my man. Sorry. James Storm comes out after the match, challenges Colt to a match. Uh, yeah, so I was told that uh, James Storm kind of, like, don't expect him to get signed by WWE anytime soon. That was a few months ago. I guess he busted his chance, but I, I don't know, man. I, that's me guessing. That's not me reporting or somebody takes this and posts an article out of it. I was just told, uh, yeah, don't expect him to be signed there anytime soon. They weren't looking to bring him back for whatever reason, even though he had been around. I think he'd be great there with Bobby Roode. Nikita Koloff comes out to present the Crockett Cup trophy. and <laughs> uh, Caprice Coleman says, what happened to your, your uh, <laughs> accent? Apparently, Brian Cage has been rushed to an emergency room, according to uh, Impact Wrestling's Twitter. Let's hope he's okay. Uh, thanks to Freaks of Wrestling Podcast for submitting that. I really appreciate that. Got to drink. Get a drink from my uh, good leader here, guys. Parched. Villain Enterprises defeated Isaacson Latimer. This was a fine, uh, fine final. Michinoku Driver spinning side out or sit out slam. Moonsault gets the win. Villain Enterprises winning the Crockett Cup is so great. Such a cool story. And I see a lot of people, including some of my friends, saying, PCO needs to slow down. I thought Andrew Thompson had it right. Man's 51. What's he slowing down for? Let him get what he wants to get. Let him let him do that. Let him do this stuff. Man, why not? Love that this was the that these were the winners of the Crockett Cup. We we don't quite frankly we don't know what Marty Skrull is going to do later this year, so I think it makes a whole lot of sense to build the hell out of Brody King and PCO if you're Ring of Honor. If you hear NWA saying, "Yeah, we want them to win the Crockett Cup and the NWA World Titles," do it, man. That's that's what this experience with Marty Skrull is. It's to help build up. PCO and Brody King and make them stars off of the, the stardom that, that Marty Skrull possesses as well. Speaking of, I, I think we may have seen Nick Aldis's defining performance at the Crockett Cup. Nick Aldis versus Marty Skrull kicked so much ass. This was great. Nick hit a kitchen sink and chopped Marty in the corner. Marty spit in his face. These are guys who came up together uh, Aldous had kind of mentored Skrull. They've been they've had this loose affiliation for like a year on Ring of Honor TV. Uh, awesome. Marty hit a suicide dive, chopped Nick at ringside. Uh, Camille ended up getting kicked out. Camille, man, she is she just looks great. If she can end up working and being half decent, she is going to be pure money. Nick does a, a Michinoku driver for a near fall. Marty grabbed the bottom rope at the last second before Marty caught him uh, up top and went for a superplex, but Nick knocked him off. 
Nick does a power bomb. Marty snaps his fingers in half, and uh, Marty got like just rocked with a right hand before hitting a spinning neck breaker. Nick got a near fall before Marty applied this crossface chicken wing, and Nick almost tapped out, but Marty had to break up the hold. Nick then countered the Skrull driver with the uh, Kings Island cross before Marty is forced to tap out for the win. This ruled. And cast Nick Aldis as champion in a completely different light for me. Like, you know, it's it's kind of ironic that, that Nick Aldis had that feud with Cody because they drew a lot of comparisons. They similar styles and uh, perhaps similar criticisms of these guys. Nick Aldis delivered. Marty Skrull delivered. This was an NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match, and it was a performance befitting of it. Awesome. Awesome. I like how NWA is integrating some former champions into the show as well. You got Nick Aldis. You got the, the affiliation with Tim Storm. Jax Dane was on this show. Uh, I'm sure they could get Tenzon over. Kojima was on this show. Cole Cabana was on this show. Adam Pierce actually did a little bit of like subliminal advertising for the show. He had tweeted about uh, he and Colt Cabana. If I'm NWA, I get anybody with ties to the history involved that I can. I know it's tough. Christian Cage has an affiliation with WWE. Jeff Jarrett does now too, which is a bummer. I would have loved to have seen Nick Aldis and Jeff Jarrett at some point. I would... I would get Ken Shamrock involved. I would uh, maybe even get Dan Severn involved if he wants to work one. That would be really good. That would be a great 10 pounds of gold. I like what NWA is doing. I was told one of the plans that fell through with this uh, for the Crockett Cup, the, they wanted to have the Karate Kid style bracket, which I think would have been very cool. Guys, thank you all so much. Uh, leave me a thumbs up on this video if you all don't mind. Uh, subscribe to us. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. If you don't want to subscribe to Fightful Select, our premium service, please do me a favor. Leave us a nice review on Stitcher or iTunes. That really helps people uh, find us. Most of our audience is on YouTube, so uh, we don't get the play on a lot of the audio formats that we would if we were audio only. So that stuff really helps. FightfulSelect.com. Just go over there and check it out. You don't even have to sign up to kind of see what we have to offer. Also, I have a playlist on YouTube. If you go through them, Fightful Select free previews. You can check out free previews of the service anytime that I have something up like a free Q&A show or a free 205 Live NXT UK review. I added that playlist. That way you guys can go and check it out and uh, maybe make up your mind whether you want to subscribe or not. Thank you guys so much. I want to thank Ryan Cook. I want to thank Andrew Thompson. I want to thank Jeremy Lambert. All these people who... uh, Make me be make me able to do the live blog and make me be able to do uh, this post show podcast. Thank you guys so much and thank you to our great audience. Monday night, join us, guys. I did a, a review for UFC and Bellator last night. Uh, the sound was a little bit off on that. Uh, my apologies. For some reason, it caught the audio from this here webcam instead of this here microphone. My apologies. It's still listenable. You just got to deal with my accent and a little bit of reverb. Thank you, guys. We're out.